0: You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor, 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up, we have got a jam-packed episode for you. With lots of audio from both Lincoln Riley and Kyler Murray from their media sessions today. Well, I guess for Lincoln Riley, it was a press conference. It was really a press conference for Kyler Murray. But for sake of argument, we'll go ahead and call them media sessions. We'll talk about the Sam Ellinger, Kyler Murray spat that's going on because God, there are so many subplots in this game. Like, we so many that we can't touch them all in one episode. We're gonna have to go. Every single episode this week, just doing a segment on the subplots of Texas and OU. So here are the subplots that we'll talk about today. One, David Beatty getting hired by Texas as a consultant for this game against Oklahoma and why I think that is an absolute joke. Um, I don't know why you would hire David Beatty, but hey, good luck to you, Tom, Tom Herman. And if it works out for you, then all the good to that. We'll also talk about OU still needing help to get into the college football playoff. We'll hear from Lincoln Riley on both those topics and the Kyler Murray-Sam Ellinger situation. Kyler Murray will talk about whether or not he respects Sam Ellinger coming up in segment number one. Segment number two, what are Kyler Murray's plans after playing football at OU? Kyler Murray will talk about that. Lincoln Riley will say whether or not Kyler Murray could be the next great two-sports star. Alabo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Also, don't forget Frank Thomas. Played football at Auburn. Went on to be a pretty damn good baseball player, last I remember. And then we'll talk about some of the jobs that are open in college football. The Texas Tech job is open after Cl- Cliff Kingsbury got let go this week. There's an interesting name popping up for that job. A very interesting name popping up. There is a guy who has let it be known... He is definitely interested in that job. Then there's the suggestion I have. The guy I would call if I was Kirby Hokut, and that started a fight on social media. Also, me suggesting that Lincoln Riley would be a good NFL coach or should be interested in coaching the NFL and why it would make sense if he would, also started a fight on social media. And all I would say is, look, I love all the takes. Love all the takes that everybody has about my suggestion to coach Texas Tech, which I'm holding on to, and Lincoln Riley going to the NFL, let's just have the argument or the discussion at collegesportsmaven.io forward slash Oklahoma. That's collegesportsmaven.io forward slash Oklahoma. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also work for News Radio 1000 KTOK. I'm the co host of Game Day Saturday with Randy Renner, which airs at 5 a.m. on KTOK and at 9 a.m. on 1340 The Game and all around the state on the Oklahoma News Network. I've covered OU now for five years and I also run the Sooner Maven website, which again is at collegesportsmaven.io forward slash Oklahoma. You get all the pertinent information in? I think we did. Let's jump into the content this week as we get Oklahoma, Texas, the sequel. Yes, and I assume that it's not going to be as good as Godfather Part 2 or The Empire Strikes Back, but it'll be a hell of a lot better than Back to the Future 2 and Rocky 2. Now, come to think of it, Rocky 2 is actually pretty good. But I still don't think Rocky II is going to be as entertaining as the second go-around for OU Texas. And we've got subplots aplenty in this game. And the first one is OU still fighting for the opportunity to go to the college football playoff. And essentially, it coming down to OU versus Ohio State if, in fact, both of those teams do win their conference championship games. OU right now a seven-point favorite over Texas Started off as a nine-point favorite, which my first reaction to that when I was talking to Joey Helmer for 24-7 Sports. There, Joey, I dropped your name. I can pick it up and dust it off now. When we were talking today at the press conference, my first reaction was, well, has Vegas seen OU play defense? Does Vegas know that OU doesn't necessarily blow teams out in a team like Texas? It's probably going to be close. I tell you that to say this. Go to mybookie.com. And I would bet the over on this game. I would also take Texas in the points in this game just because I think it's going to be a lot like what we've seen the last few weeks with Oklahoma. And that's not really going out on a limb or giving you new information. I just don't know how Vegas came up with what they did. Even if Sam Ellinger has a hurt shoulder and can't be as effective as he was in game number one, I have absolutely no doubt that if Shane Bouchel plays... OU's gonna figure out a way to make him look good and still somehow find a way to win this game because that's what OU does this time of year. They just win these big games. As far as the college football playoff goes, for me it's a very it's a very simple equation. When you look at OU versus Ohio State, OU does not have near as bad a loss as Ohio State does, but Ohio State has a better win when they beat Michigan, so what does the committee value more? OU beating Texas, whom they lost to, or do they value Ohio State beating Michigan, and do they devalue Ohio State losing to Purdue? I am still I'm having a tough time reconciling, putting OU in the college football playoff because I think they're just a half team. But if it comes down to them and Ohio State, I'm going to go Sooners over Ohio State just because I think OU was proven more this year, which is so weird and odd to say, but that that's what I would go with. I would put Ohio I would put OU in over Ohio State. I still think there's a good shot that Alabama beats Georgia and you get two SEC te- teams in and the Big 12, Pac 12 and Big 10 are all out. And then you've got a Final Four of Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, and that may very well be what happens. Still, Lincoln Riley can't be distracted by that. Oh, you can't be distracted by that, and that was the overall theme of everything we heard today at the press conferences. And here is Lincoln Riley talking about the college football playoff.
1: Just, just win. You know, we've we've been into it the last three years, and I, you know, I think. What we can control right now is is winning, and I think if you know if we're able to find a way to do that, and I think we'll be right where we want to be. So um, the you know the, the thing about the playoffs that it comes down to me is you know teams have different formulas for winning games. Uh, everybody wants to be great on offense and great on defense, both. That's everybody's aspiration. It doesn't always happen that way. It's not not easy to do, and uh, so different teams win different ways. But the I mean, to me, the bottom line is you either win or you don't win. And so we've, you know, we, we started talking about this. People started bringing up playoffs and all that business six weeks ago and, and just said, look, just, just if you keep winning, you'll, you'll be in good shape. And so my answer, we, we have kept winning, I think, and we've kept ourselves, you know, that's certainly been an option. But right now, I think we win, and the rest is going to take care of itself.
0: And this also puts some urgency for Lincoln Riley to go ahead and get Pete Golding from Alabama to Norman as quickly as possible. Even if Golding won't leave Alabama until their season's over with, you want to get that in place so he can recruit players, you can recruit players, you can start that defense improving, and if you want to get Golding or any other defensive coordinator more money, this actually plays into Lincoln Riley's favor where if the selection committee uses OU's defense to keep them out, then you go to Joe Castiglione and you go to uh, President Gallagher and you just say, hey, they kept us out, so we're going to have to give this guy a boatload of money. Feel free to uh, pony up that check because we all know that you want to get to the playoffs as well as us. As far as Lincoln Riley talking to the selection committee and campaigning for his team, here's what he would have to say.
1: Oh... Right now, I'd ask them if they understand how difficult it is to beat Texas, because that's all I'm worried about. So, I mean, that's that's all. I get it. I get it's going to be a conversation. It was the same as the same thing last year. I mean, you know, we knew, you know, that we had to had to win this game, and you know, most years, most teams are going to have to win their conference, you know, to get into the playoffs. So, uh, that's, you know, I know that's not a surprise to anybody, but you know, i um, I want my team's focus right there, and if I. If I'm going to do that, then I've got to make sure mine's there as well.
0: It's coach speak, but give OU some credit because they have maintained their focus, and we've seen OU teams in the past look ahead a couple of weeks and then get bit in the butt. The most noticeable example of that was, what was it now, 17 years ago? God, I feel so old saying that. 17 years ago when Oklahoma State nicked OU and Norman and kept them from going and playing for the second straight national championship. Subplot number two happens to be David Beatty, former Kansas coach, on his way to Austin. Well, actually not on his way now because the snowstorm in Kansas City held him up. But going to Austin to be a consultant, get paid by Texas to figure out a way to help them beat OU, which is an absolute joke because... Why would you hire David Beatty? He's an offensive guy. His offense was really effective against Oklahoma's defense, but Tom Herman, your offense was really effective against OU's defense. What more is David Beatty going to tell you to make you any more effective against OU than what you already are? Because we know that this defense is not going to tackle. That's the thing you least have to worry about. And if he's going to try and help you slow down OU's offense... Kansas, who has one of the best defenses in the Big 12, couldn't do it. You tried to do it last time. No one solved OU's offense. That's not happening. Really, Tom Herman, you just need to con- you just need to accept that this is going to be a very close, high-scoring game. As far as Lincoln Riley being into it, not into it, having any opinions on it, well, let's just say he's not thrilled with what Tom Herman did.
1: Coach Beatty can do what he wants to do. I mean, I... I don't, I don't like the precedent of it, of, of, of being able to bring in somebody from the league in the same year. I don't think that's good for the conference, but it's not against the rules, and if they want to do it, that's that's fine. Garrett, coming in to help you guys? Uh, well, n- no comment.
0: So the answer is yes. Even if Garrett's not going to show up, I'm going to accept that as a yes. The, here's the reason I do like it if I'm Tom Herman, or if I do like it if I'm a Texas fan of anything – It's just conversation out there. It's just one more thing that you've got OU guessing with. And if OU were to turn around and do it, I wouldn't have a huge problem with it. I don't have a huge problem with Texas doing it either. Finally, Sam Ellinger versus Kyler Murray. We know that Ellinger's shoulders hurt. We know he may not be as effective as he once was. We also know that Kyler blew him off after the game when Texas beat OU back in October. So, are they going to be buddy-buddy? Is there chummy-chummy thing going on here? Wow, that sounded really stupid, but I'm going to go ahead and leave it in the podcast. What's going on with Kyler Murray and Sam Ellinger, and will they shake hands this time? Um, You know,
1: that's
0: all I'll say about it. Uh,
1: You know, if it was the other way around, uh, I mean, I wouldn't have, you know, I would have been with my teammates, you know, but uh, for me, that's, that's that's all it was.
0: I don't know if I follow your
1: answer. I mean, I, if, we would, if we would have won the game, I wasn't going to run up to him, you know, in that moment. But
0: I asked you last
1: week about Tua, and you said you respect his game. Do you, how, how, how much do you respect Sam's game? <laughs> I have no comment on that.
0: I respect Sam Ellinger's game, even if Kyler Murray doesn't. I, I like the kid. Um, he's just the type of kid that, to me, is easy to root for because... He's got a baseball closers mentality. He's tough, and I expect him, even with the shoulder, as um, Tom Herman said, for him to play, I expect him to be effective and him to be an absolute handful for OU this week, and uh, this to be a very nerve-wracking game, just as some of the other ones have been this year. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am Mary G. Coming up next here on LOS, what are Kyler Murray's plans for after football this season? Well, he'll tell you next.
2: Available on YouTube and wherever you get
0: podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on Sooners your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Locked on Thunder is published as well. Get caught up on everything Thunder. Here's some NSFW audio from Steven Adams, which is becoming a regular on Locked on Thunder. And here all of the two and a half minutes that Russell Westbrook spoke after he kept the media waiting for two and a half hours. Okay, I say that to complain, but it's still worth it. And it's a good episode of Locked on Thunder, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And you can listen to every single podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network at lockdownpodcast.com. There's also Google, Alexa, Spotify, and Apple iTunes where you can subscribe and rate us five stars. Kyler Murray has a tough decision to make once this season's over. Does he accept the offer from the Oakland A's? Does he play football one more year? Does he do everything he can to get drafted to the NFL? And at this point... Kyler Murray has not made up his mind. He has a plan, but he hasn't made up his mind. If I'm Kyler Murray and there's any doubt about giving up football, as much as I still have my opinion, which is Kyler Murray should go ahead and play Major League Baseball and forget the NFL altogether, just quality of life it's going to make him a lot happier when he's older. My opinion on that. But if there's any doubt about you not wanting to give up football then don't give up football you can't do it because you don't want to sit there and play all your seasons in the minors or a couple of seasons in the minors regretting not finishing up your college football career or seeing if you can make it in the NFL that would be the wor- it would be wrong to do it would be wrong by the Oakland A's to do that and it would be wrong by yourself to do that as well As far as Kyler Murray and where he is at this moment, he was asked the question about the plans for after and Major League Baseball versus the NFL and what's going to happen. Here's what he had to say.
2: I'm no no expert. You're pretty good at this football thing. Um, Could you really give it up after these two or three last games and move on with baseball? Or do you think that you you could play in the NFL as well the way this season has gone?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I could play in the NFL, but as far as, you know, giving it up, uh, as of now, yeah, that's that's the plan. <laughs> to play baseball yeah, and, yeah. and give up football completely. Yeah.
0: It's the plan. But he... You can sense the hesitation in Kyler Murray's voice when he talks about doing this. One, because this is the sport that he has grown up loving. This is the sport that has given him probably the most joy of playing. And there's a tightness that you get with your college football team that you're not going to get with anybody you play Major League Baseball with. And even if Kyler Murray were to live out his dream and go to the NFL, it's not going to be near as tight in a group as it is at OU right now. So what you are hearing in Kyler Murray's voice is not only hesitation, but just that that reconciling the fact that it's all coming to an end and his college career may be over and now he's got to figure out a way to move on. And that's that's tough to deal with. That's very tough to deal with because when you're going through it, I'm not sure you really have time to enjoy a season when you're at a school like OU because there's so much pressure. There, there's so much pressure to win and there's so much pressure to win at a high level. If you're not doing that, you're always stressed. And even when you are doing that, you're still stressed. And it seems like with every win comes a sense of relief more than a sense of joy. And it's only after you're away from it for a while do you really realize how much you enjoy it and really realize how much fun it was. Or when you're faced with the situation that Kyler Murray's faced with, it's coming to an end. Now it's like, oh man, I really love this. I'm not ready to let it go. So i was saying, any hesitation, the dude ought to come back. As far as his career in the NFL versus Major League Baseball, here's what Lincoln Riley had to say about Kyler Murray possibly being a two-sport star.
2: Okay. Yeah, uh, you, you guys did a, a Bo Jackson photo to kind of promote Kyler for the Heisman. Uh, you know, Bo obviously played NFL and Major League Baseball. <coughs> Kyler's been so incredible this year. Do you feel like he, he's somebody that could do that if at some point that opportunity came up and it's almost crazy to think that this could be it for him playing football yet. He's one of the easily one of the two best players in the country.
1: Yeah, it'll be, it'll be an interesting question, uh, you know, that, you know, what he, what he and his family decide to do. It's, it's, uh, I don't want to put it past him. I mean, a lot of people would say you can't do what he's done right now, you know, with how well he performed for our baseball group here, uh, this spring and how well he's played here for us. So, there's certainly some different dynamics with it, and obviously, you know the fact that he would want to play quarterback if he chooses the football routes a little bit different than than Dion or or uh, Bo or some of those guys. Um, but he athletically is so gifted and, and and can transition between the two. You know, you, uh, conventional wisdom would think like in spring that he would have a hard time going from throwing a baseball to throwing a football, and I mean he. He's not throwing it any better now than he did in spring during the middle of baseball season. I mean, he he can he can athletically transition between the two. So then it comes down to physically holding up, and then the mental side of it, because uh, I'm you know those, those games get more mental the the more that you move up. And uh, I don't know. It's a it's it's a unique schedule with playing what is 160 something baseball games, and as long as the NFL season is now. But maybe
2: get drafted by an NFL team as well this year,
1: next year. Oh, he could oh he would absolutely get drafted by an NFL team, you know, if that's his choosing. Absolutely. I'm just
2: saying even if he goes on with baseball, an NFL team might say who's gonna take you anyway just in case. Oh, I think
1: so. I think they definitely would.
0: Hell yeah, I'd draft him if I was an NFL team. You have that opportunity with a late round pick knowing that it might be a wasted pick. But if he decides that he wants to play, you're going to get him on the cheap. I certainly wouldn't draft him in the first round. I I wouldn't draft him in the first four rounds. I would hold on that. But fifth, sixth, seventh round, yeah, I, I would take him if I was an NFL team just kind of pushing your chips to the middle of the table or kind of rolling that dice. And it's really not even pushing the chips to the middle of the table because it's low-risk, high-reward. You won't have to pay him a bunch, but if he doesn't want to play baseball and he pans out and you get to keep his rights for a few years and you get him in the NFL, you look like an absolute genius. So, no, it it makes total sense. And and I'm with Lincoln Riley. I, I fully expect an NFL team, if they don't draft him this year, Next year, if he comes back and plays one more time, and even if he still goes to baseball, I would draft him too, which is exactly what happened to Bo Jackson with the Raiders. If you remember, Bo Jackson originally got drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, chose to play baseball because he didn't want to play for the Bucs, and the Raiders waited and drafted him, and Bo decided to go play for the Raiders, which very well could happen with Kyler Murray. And uh, the, the, the Bo Jackson comparisons just keep growing. Do I think there's ever going to be another 2 sports star like Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders? No, I, I don't. And if you remember, both of those guys ended up having to choose. Uh, and Bo Jackson, unfortunately, got a choice made for him um, when he hurt his hip playing for the Raiders in that AFC championship game where they got shellacked by the Bills. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll close things out talking about the coaching carousel and who is the surprise guy that's lurking in the shadows for Texas Tech. And is this a really good idea for them to go that way? We'll talk about it next. Become a slinger today. You will love the freedom that it gives you and uh, your wife. And really, for, for everyone involved with slinging, I mean, freedom is just absolutely fantastic. And in a matter of fact, when you sling, You don't have to just be confined to your home. You can Sling anywhere on any device. So become a Slinger today. And all you have to do to become a Slinger, just go to the website. That's sling.com forward slash locked on. Sling.com forward slash locked on. Get a seven-day free trial of Sling TV and get access to the Pac-12, the SEC, and a whole lot more You're tired of paying for 20 channels you don't use? Well, then don't pay for them. Get Sling TV, become a slinger today, and for $30 a month, you'll get all the TV you ever watch, and it is exhilarating. That is Sling TV slash locked on. SlingTV.com or Sling.com slash locked on and get that seven-day free trial today. This is Locked On Sooners, your team every day. You're listening to the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am Eric G. We are about to wrap things up here on this episode of Locked On Sooners with the coaching carousel. Um, Getting a little interesting right now, and we're not even – wow, Larry Fedora got fired yesterday in North Carolina already with a brand-new coach, and that would be Matt Brown, former Texas coach and former North Carolina coach. Mac Brown, um, who, according to ESPN, is the front-runner for the job, but I saw where a website today it actually already had him hired. I don't like that hire, and the reason I don't like that hire is I'm not a big fan of going back. I think once you've gone forward, especially when you've been gone from North Carolina as long as Mac Brown is, things have changed. It's definitely not the same place that you remember. And you're Mac Brown. You've been in a television studio now for a while, are you ready to get out there and not only grind from a day-to-day basis? Are you ready to grind recruiting kids? Are you ready to step back into all this? North Carolina is a great job because there's not a lot of pressure there. It is a basketball school. And you can get talent and you can win. And as long as you hover around 8-4, and 10-2, compete to go to an ACC championship once every few years, you're in good. But I would think that that would have been a great job for a Seth Luttrell to make the move from North Texas to go to. Although, Seth Luttrell is rumored to be interested in the Tech job. Tech is rumored to be interested in him. And Mike Leach is rumored to be in that job. My vote for that job. And I understand that this ticks some people off for me saying this. But understand where I'm coming from when I'm saying this. I'm looking at it from this guy's point of view and Texas Tech's point of view. I would call Kel Gundy in a heartbeat. I would call Bill Biedenboe. I would call everybody on that OU offensive staff and see if they were interested in coming down. I think Kel Gundy will make a great head coach. I don't know why he hasn't done it sooner. And I don't know if it's just that it's a situation where he hasn't had the opportunity or he hasn't felt like it's the right opportunity. And let's face it, if you're going to leave OU, and he's had a pretty cushy situation at OU, and he's been very appreciated by not only Lincoln Riley, but Bob Stoops. He's done an excellent job in recruiting. He's dug in his families from here. he got all these reasons to stay. But also, there may have been opportunities where he just hasn't turned it down because it's like, well, what I've got now is better than what you have to offer. I have to think if Texas Tech came knocking on his door, at worst, a guy like Cale Gundy would listen. He is a guy I would certainly go after if I was an athletic director because I believe he can be really good as at, at not only running a program but recruiting, etc. cetera, um, especially if I'm somebody in the Big 12 because he knows the conference, he understands the offense, and I think he'll be able to get kids to come play for him because he's just that good at it. And no, Joe Castiglione's not going to want to lose him but if the guy wants to become a head coach, that opportunity is probably not going to be here at OU. And the, and here's the other thing. I don't get emotionally attached to coaches, head or otherwise, just because I just kind of look at it as being a coach's nature. You move. You, you move. And, and you know Lincoln Riley, if Cale Gundy were to leave, has about three or four guys in his back pocket that he thinks would take that job and they're all guys that will probably be fit the bill that he's looking for, which one of those would definitely be a recruiter. But, no, I think it's more than – K.L. Gundy is more than ready to take over a program. And if Texas Tech came after him, I could do nothing but wish him the absolute best. This is the Locked on Sooners podcast. I am Eric G. And we will be back tomorrow to talk about more of the subplots that are going to be going on between Texas and Oklahoma. And, yes, this week we'll definitely get into moving permanently to Jerry World, which is something that I think needs to happen. And I think fans who are against it may change their mind once they make the trip to Jerry World this year to just see how OU Texas plays out. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I could be wrong about that, though. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I'm Mary G saying God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and goodness. You are Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.